want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey guys, it is uh, November 2nd, when this is airing, that is, and one week from tonight, we have decided that we are going to go live. Um, we will be live, I believe, on YouTube, but if we can't get it to work, then it will be on Facebook. But um, I'll be putting out posts on social media, letting everybody know for sure which platform, or maybe both, if we can pull it off. And um, it'll be 7 o'clock when Uplift typically comes out Thursday, November 9th. We will be live. Now, the point of that is to take questions. Ask all the tough questions. We're going to throw them at Chad and let him answer them all. <laughs> so, yeah. so look forward to that on November 9th, 7 p.m. More to come on that. So mm -hmm. tonight we wanted to discuss something that recently happened. Um, so, Robert, you want to jump in and let us know? Yeah, okay. So... Yeah, this was pretty awesome and, and pretty, and to me, this was very uplifting, especially for my family. Um, and so a situation that happened with my son and daughter-in-law, and I, I really think that the Lord was obviously trying to teach them some things as well, but it really is showing quite a bit. But earlier this week, um, I remember I was praying. I was praying for them especially, and and I felt anxious about them and just just kept praying earnestly about it one night and throughout that week so like throughout this week uh what had happened is my son started feeling sicker and sicker and started running the temperature and his temperature was shooting up to 103 to 104 and ibuprofen tylenol which we you know typically use to bring it down was not helping it was not bringing the temperature down and he was not feeling well and it just kept getting worse and so they decided they needed to go to the ER. And so this, so the night I prayed a couple days later, they're in the ER. Well, this was Wednesday night. This was when we had our church prayer meeting. And of course they were already like, well, we're not going to be there. And she's and you know, of course during, and this is how, this is how bad it was like during the prayer meeting, he called me up and said, I'm on the way to the ER. We're going to go to the hospital. This is, you know, not good. And so we lifted that up as a church. I'm a firm believer that one of the reasons we have our prayer meeting, we want people to come together as believers and and pray and, you know, lay hands on people, pray, ask God to move in their life and just see things happening. Well, so we had a, we had this as a prayer request. And so we lifted this up and one of the members there uh, who uh, actually said that she felt like the Lord had spoken to her about this. And that it had to do, the reason that he was experiencing this was spiritual in nature. It had to do with the decision that he had either made or not made uh, with regards to following the Lord. And that it allowed an opportunity for the enemy that he needed to be doing something. And so we actually, during that meeting, had we called him up. She said what she felt like was from the Lord. And he, and uh, we got this later from him 
that that resonated with him. He knew exactly what God was talking about, which is always usually a really good sign that that's God speaking, right? Like if it's confirming to you, God is clearly telling you something, right? And, uh, and so he felt the need. He said he had to talk to his wife about something. Of course, no, they didn't divulge what that was. And, and, you know, that's between them and what God was doing. But he had to, they, they had to talk about something. And I, I, don't, I don't even know what it was related to. But whatever they had to talk about, Caleb in that moment said that he, as soon as that happened, he felt a release in his spirit that that, that was what he needed to do. Okay, so moving on, he's still struggling in the hospital throughout that night, right? Still struggling that night. And the next morning, um, I decide I'm going to work a half day and I'm going to go to the hospital. And uh, we wanted to get over there. And as I was praying, though, I texted them Psalm 107. Now, in Psalm 107, you have a you have four vignettes, and then I've been I've been meditating on this scripture for a while. Anyways, God has brought me back to this scripture three or four for three or four weeks now, and and in one of these vignettes, it talks about how the Israelites coming back from Babylon, God had to deliver them out of sickness because they were rebellious, and it said He in their rebellion that there was a sickness and an affliction allowed. And then um, they, it took them to a very low level. It even says that they went uh, to like death, right? It could take them to death. And they cried out to Adonai in their distress and God delivered them. And, he, and it says, and this was interesting too, it says by his word, he sent his word and healed them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I sent that to them uh, early that morning. As soon as I did that, of course, everybody was on the prayer chain, right? And and so you guys knew about it. We had everybody praying. And so Chad, who's uh, he's sitting up here in Ohio, he sends to me about the importance of authority and speaking the word and sends the scripture, Psalm 107, attached to this, which is that particular vignette too it wasn't even the whole psalm it was that particular answer right uh and then he also mentions about the importance of caleb's wife in this she she has the opportunity to be a mature wife and to move mountains right mm -hmm. and so so there is a so god is moving on both of them in this right like something's happening here my wife before this also mentioned she felt like Kira needed that my daughter-in-law needed to <laughs> lay hands on her on her husband and, and pray. And so here's the thing. So so we see all this happening, like God is clearly speaking in all this. A prayer group in Alabama who's praying for him sends the same scripture that said, Hey, we, we were praying and this is what we got from the Lord. They sent Psalm 107. Mm -hmm. And so there was just confirmation after confirmation after confirmation what God was doing here, that this is clearly something that's going on, that, that God is going to deliver them. But it, it was a struggle and it was hard and it was based on something that they needed to decide or something they needed to do. And and so and sure enough, what has happened is he got after he talked to his wife, he got a little bit better and better and better. And he's still recovering today, but his fever is under control. 
They, the doctors are expecting a full recovery. Um, and, and he went from, you know, the, so by the time that night hit, right, that we had received all this and all this prayer took, took place, they finally got his fever under control. And then throughout the night last night, now he's at home tonight. Hmm. And so just the miraculous thing, and it's just neat. It's really nice when, like, God speaks the same thing through several okay. believers of, hey, this is what's going on. Like, God was not, and I think that's what we've got to realize. Like, as we pray, like, God is not hiding from us. Right. I, like, he's he's not right. trying to hide the answer. Like, oh, you're sick. Like, if you only had the knowledge that I had and like, I'm good, I'm going to hold it back here. Right. Like, yeah. that's not how God operates. Right. Like he gives to us what we need. He leads and guides us to the answer to, to the deliverance. And that was the whole point is that this was a situation where he needed deliverance in a miraculous way. But I thought it was interesting that what was happening based on a decision or something that was going on was affecting them physically and spiritually. So what was it, what had affected them spiritually was coming out manifesting in a physical way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, when something like that happens, when there's a spiritual component to a physical illness or attack or whatever, the, when, when the spiritual is removed, the physical might take a little time to heal. And, you know, Jesus certainly healed every, people like right away. Sure. But not everybody's healed like that right away. So, you know, the spirituals removed. Now the body will heal. But the body was being prevented from healing, apparently, while the spiritual aspect was oh, in yeah. place. So, yeah. yeah. God God blesses obedience, right? And Absolutely. Amen. Now, I've been studying that, uh, you know, studying faith and studying miracles. And, and, and we don't think about it, but it's kind of obvious when you, when you really just think about this, it's obvious. Everybody wants a miracle, but they don't want the trouble. Yeah. But the, but the yeah. reason you have to have a miracle is because you're in trouble, right? Right. <laughs> you have a right. problem. There's right. something going, bad going on. You need a miracle, right? And so, like, everybody wants to see the miraculous, but the miraculous happens because something bad's going on. And so God has to intervene, like he intervenes and he supersedes what's happening. Um, same thing with faith. I realize this is the same with faith. Why do we have to have faith? Because we have to believe in something that we're not seeing yet. That's hmm. the point of faith. Like you're, 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 if, it, if it was something already you already had and you didn't need, you don't have to have faith for that. Mm -hmm. You have to have faith in situations where nothing looks right. Right. And, and God led me to this scripture after this event. God led me to this scripture. And it talks about at, uh, Abraham and Sarah. Their body, and it says in the scripture that they believed even though their bodies were dead. Yeah. Now, so what is the reality of their situation? Their bodies are literally incapable of producing children. And what was God's promise? They're going to have, have child. children. Yep. And so, well, how did he receive, you know, salvation and righteousness? How did Abraham, well, through faith. He believed something, even though the reality of the situation was that it's impossible. But he, he believed against the impossible, right? He believed God as opposed to his body situation. Right. 
Right. And so I think that's one of the things that that we see here. And, and we see that, I think, with my son, right? Like he was sick. He was not feeling well. His body was saying something. Even after he did what God told him to do, it still is taking time for his body to recover. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I did mention. I was like, you know, now that you know, and now that you've been obedient, now you just have to keep declaring. Mm-hmm. You're all, Now you're at a point of declaring what what has happened right like god's already told you he's already delivered you the deliverance already there you just got to keep declaring it now mm-hmm. yeah you know it, 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 there are a couple of things that i took from all this is is something awesome number one he he sent his word to us thousands of years ago so he sent his word for us to be able to uh you know, to use and speak to overcome the situations that we encounter. Mm-hmm. And number two, the second part of that was obedience and acting in faith. So there are lots of cases in this in this little this little testimony, this little story we've got here in real life of people acting in obedience. So the lady in your church, she was obedient. She heard God and she heard, you know, hey, Tell your son that this has something to do with a decision that he, you know, has to make with his wife or there, there's some kind of decision. And, and God spoke to her and she was obedient to tell you, you were obedient to tell your son and your son's wife was obedient to pray over him. Your son was obedient to bring the, this situation up to his wife. So there was all kinds of obedience that took place. But step one, God sent his word thousands of years ago. So the thing that we can take away that I took away from all this is, you know, hey, open that Bible, whatever situation we're encountering in life, let's open the Bible and find the word. And usually he'll guide you to it if we ask. Absolutely. Okay. He'll guide us. And, And he did in this situation, as you explained, two or three different people. All you you came up with it. The Lord led me to give you the same uh, Psalm 107. All these, you know, the people in Alabama, all these people came came with the same scripture from God. That was that was from God. So he gives us his word. And then we act in obedience and faith and we speak it and we act. We 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 act in faith. We do we do an action in faith, whatever that is, whatever he leads us to do in obedience. And then what is the result? That's how miracles happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Years ago, six, seven years ago, um, person I worked with came to me and she said, My son and his wife have had three miscarriages and they're just ready to give up. She said, What can I tell him? And actually, about a day before that, I kept hearing the Lord saying, put your hand on her stomach and pray. And I'm like, what is this? What are you telling me, Lord? I mean, whose hand do I need to put my stomach on? Or whose stomach do I need to put my hand on? And then as soon as she said that, I said, okay, you're going to think this is weird. But here's what he needs to do. He needs to put his hand on her stomach and pray. I said, I don't know if your son is a believer even. Well, he's a believer, but he, you know, he doesn't pray much. That might be kind of weird for him, but you know, I'm going to tell him. I said, okay, I tell him, I'm telling you that this is what God said. 
that if he puts his hand on her stomach and prays, they'll have a child. If he really wants a child, they'll have a child. And then, I, of course, I let the enemy attack. Why did you say that? You, you, you're going to look like a fool. And this child's five years old now. Mm-hmm. He did awesome. that. Yeah. He yeah. did it. He obeyed. Yeah. But God has spoken to me to tell her. And now she has a grandchild and he has a child. And, and that's the thing, right? Like, I think if you want to see God move in your life, and, it, and it's not a secret. Right. If you want to see God move, what's the key? You have to hear what God is asking you to do first. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the step of obedience you need to take? Right. And it's always going to be uncomfortable. It's always going to make you oh, go, yeah. is God, did God, because there's always those two questions, right? The enemy always makes us ask the question, did God say? Yep. <clears throat> well, that's what, that's from Genesis 3. Did yes. God really say? Did God did really say? And that's what, and he was like, well, you know, now that you think, now that I think yeah. about it, I wasn't even there. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what is, I'm trusting my husband. Right? Like, so like, you know, I mean, it's these kind of things, like he's going to make us question that. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where faith comes in. That's where faith comes in. And that whole declaration, there's a declaration to this, mm-hmm. uh, to this aspect. I thought it was interesting uh, and I'm going to, you know, I'm not saying I know this. I'm just saying this is part of faith somewhere. And maybe, you know, you, uh, Phil or Chad, you guys can comment on this maybe more than I can. But just as I've been studying this, sometimes it's not even about a prayer as much as it's about a declaration. Yeah, I The agree. woman with the issue of blood was healed. And it says she kept saying to herself. Mm-hmm. I will be healed when I touch his garment. Mm-hmm. Like there was a declaration. She didn't pray to Jesus. She just knocked her cloud. Like she just got up there and touched him. Yeah. Right. She basically did what everybody else was doing. She didn't ask for a prayer. She didn't like pray to him. She just went up there because of a belief. Right. And I'm just, I think that God put that in her spirit. Go touch, go touch him. Jesus wasn't planning to come to her house. Right. Exactly. He was, he was going, right? She had to seek him. Another thing uh, I was reading about the fig tree, when Jesus curses the fig tree and it dies, Peter asks him, in a sense, if you kind of read into the question, he says, how did you do that? Hmm. Because because they're amazed, right? They're like, the, mm-hmm. like, the fig tree you cursed, it's dead. <laughs> just kind of lean in, right? Like, <laughs> what'd you do there? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. And so, what does Jesus tell him? He says, "If you have faith, mm-hmm. you can say, and it will happen." Notice it, it wasn't about the prayer there; it was they could proclaim something to happen. So, I really think if you hear God's word on this, you already know what God has said. At this point, you can proclaim those things. Mm-hmm. It will happen. Yeah. And be persistent, too. Yes. You know, like the Syrophoenician woman believed that Jesus could heal her daughter. And Jesus said, no, I've, I've come only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She was persistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, you know, you don't give the children's bread to the dogs. Well, even the dogs eat the crumbs. And she just kept 
bring it at him. And he said, okay, your faith is he healed your daughter. She's fine. And when she, she got home, her daughter was fine. Yeah. Persistence matters. You know, you can't say, oh, well, I did. I, I've heard people say that to me so many times. Well, I did pray. Were you persistent about it though? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Then pray again. Or as you say, um, Robert, declare it then. If it's a, especially if it's a promise from the word of God, declare it yeah. because that is already given. Mm-hmm. Declare it. Yeah. And there's a difference. There's a difference in certain things. And, and, you know, uh, back to authority, you know, Phil, one thing that I, we, you and I had talked about earlier this week, the Lord's prayer is a great prayer, but you know what? There's no, there's no provision in the Lord's prayer for healing. And, and why is that? Or, del- or, or salvation, you know, when you yeah. when you pray the Lord's Prayer, there's nothing in there about salvation or healing. And and um, why is that? Well, because we have authority over it. You know, we have authority. He They gave us, you know, Jesus gave us the authority to heal. Mm-hmm. He, he, what was what was his commandment to us? Cast out demons and heal the sick. Yeah. So we have authority in these things. So there's a difference. We can't go to God and ask him to do something he's already done. Okay, yeah. that's that's the thing. If he has promised something in the word, whatever it is, and those those probably aren't the only two things. If God has promised us something in the word, we can't ask him for something he's already given us because he's already given it to us. Yeah. We have to do something with it. So in this case, it's it's a matter of that's when we can we can pray and say, okay, God, how do I apply this or how do I you know, how do I, you know, accept what you've already given me or, you know, give me, give me guidance and wisdom in it. That's perfectly fine. But to just say, oh God, you know, please heal me. Well, he's going to say, well, listen, it's in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in the book. And, mm-hmm. and I've been in, and, and, and I say this because I've been guilty of these things, you know, like I keep asking God to do something he did 2000 years ago. <laughs> you know, so it finally it, it like it dawned on me, like, okay, the 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 light bulb after all this time and finally at some point gone off and said, No, no, it's in the book. He already did it. We have to, in in Robert's words, we have to declare it. You know, we yeah. have to take the authority that he's given us, speak the word aloud. Yeah. Think about salvation. Salvation has been given. Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, do we pray for salvation or do we receive it? We receive it. Yeah, we you receive declare, it. You right? declare it. Yeah. You, yeah. We don't, God, please save me. And I'm going to wait here until you save me. <laughs> right. Right. Like, no, right. no, right. we lead, we lead somebody in like a sinner's prayer, but there's no sinner's prayer in scripture. Right. The scripture says when you cry out to the Lord for salvation, that you're saved. Right. It says, all those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus is what you'll be saved. Right. You, uh, so there's there's the understanding of how to receive it, but it's already offered. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and so that's the key. Like when we have to understand like that is it. Could you and then this and we do have people that what they receive Christ and what happens they don't have the assurance of salvation and so it's just a terrible situation they're in because they're like well I don't feel it or I don't I'm, you know I'm like I'm struggling with it do you believe that Jesus is the son well, yes I believe he's the son of God okay 
then then you don't, you know, I think uh, the reality is God makes things very simple about how we receive it. Faith is not complicated. It's it's just in its simplicity. We just have a hard time with it because we're like, is mm -hmm. that what it is? It's like God has laid twenty dollars. It's like if I if I came to your house and I said, Bill, here you go. There's twenty bucks, man, and it's yours. And then you came to me without taking the twenty dollars, and you came to me and said, "Hey, man, Robert, I could really use twenty bucks." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, yeah, I, I put. Did you did you already use the twenty I gave to you? Well, no, no, it's still on the table. Well, well, then why are you coming to me?" <laughs> that's perfect man that's you, perfect you already have the 20 dollars. just take it off the table and use it yeah right and so it's like god there are several things in scripture god has already laid on the table that we just don't believe are on the table yeah and yeah. so and but it but you can't please god any other way you have to you have to receive it you have to believe it by faith it's it's a you're believing in this we are Right. Just like salvation, we are we are saved by grace through faith. It does not say we are saved by requesting salvation. We are saved by God's grace. Through faith, we simply believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard it described one, one way that really stuck with me that, you know, basically God's word is in his promises to us are kind of like a, a bank account and in the bible is your debit card and and you know it's like you have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account and you take out that debit card which is the word and you swipe that card and you use it and you have the faith that knows that that money's in the bank it's like when you go to the grocery store you know, when when Phil goes to the grocery store and he wants to buy those, you know, the really good steaks and put on his, you know, Blackstone. When he gets when he gets his debit card out and he swipes it at the, at the checkout, he, you know, he already knows that that one point nine million dollars or whatever he has in his bank account is yep. already there. Monopoly money. <laughs> yeah. But he knows it's there. So he swipes that. In the in the, you know they're like okay Phil here's your filet mignon have a good evening, and but the Bible's the Bible and the Word of God's no different. I've heard this described in it. Man, it turned the light bulb on for me, and I think a lot of people don't realize it. Yeah, God's already given us everything we need in this life and His Word and the Holy Spirit, and we just have to get the debit card out and swipe it. Well, we and just let's, have to let's, receive. Yeah, and let's make make sure we understand the difference, right? Like. So how do you know what you have? Well, you've got to know the Bible. Yes. Mm -hmm. right? Because, because look, I can have faith in a lot of things. Like I could have faith in God giving me something that he never said he was going to give me. And then it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Right. So just faith by itself. See, we're not promoting just faith by itself. Like somehow if you just believe for that million dollars, you're going to receive that million dollars just because you want it. Like it's, there's, when God has told us that we have something already in scripture, it's just a matter of faith at that point. Because mm -hmm. God has already told us he's going to. So they, it's so important to know the scripture at that point, because then you can start saying, well, I, I have this. This is what God has told me I already have. Right. And, and then you just move forward in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, you may not know. 
how God wants to do it and when God wants to do it is totally up to him. Mm -hmm. But he will do it, right? Like, and that's a big difference. But I think sometimes we see people who are like, yeah, but I prayed for this and this didn't happen. Well, yeah, but is it in God's will? Like, how do you know that? You got to read the Bible. You got to know what he already said he was going to give to you. So if you're praying outside of that, yeah, just faith by itself. Yeah, that's deadly. That's why Jesus is the he's the uh, author and finisher of our faith, right? Like it's all about him. So we've got to really know what our faith looks like. But yeah, so there's there's a big difference in just saying, oh, we're going to pray for anything we want and we're going to have it. Well, versus what God already said he has given to us. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Why? Why could Abraham look at the deadness of his body? Right. Why could Sarah look at the deadness of her womb and still believe Lord for a child? Because the reality was their bodies were dead. They were not producing children. Like if they were to go to a, a you know, a fertility clinic, that that doctor would look at them and say, guys, I, I just you're just too old. <laughs> They're just, they'd be like, there's there's nothing you can do. If, if you're just past the age limit, there's you know, we cannot help you. I think they were well past the age limit. <laughs> yes. Well, what made the difference? God already told them. Yeah. Yeah. See, he told them what he was going to do. And so they simply chose to believe God against the situation that was happening. Mm -hmm. Because God's word is what's key here. Right. Yep. So because God told them they could hang on to it. Abraham, Abraham wasn't going to believe that until God said it. Mm hmm. So, so right. once he believes it because God said it, then it's done deal, right? Then at that point, he just, he can proclaim it. He can proclaim what God's going to give him, right? I think the problem is a lot of times we want to proclaim things that are in our will that we're trying to convince God to place in his will. Right, right. right. Yep. Right. And we're like, God, and then, and then, then we get mad when it doesn't happen because we go, but God, I prayed for this. Yeah. And then he might have just said, like, well, no, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> we're doing something else. Right. Well, and, you know, when you know that God said it and here's an example. I thought I knew what I wanted in regards to something that happened recently. But when I prayed about it and I knew that God was saying what he was saying, I was like, I don't think that's what I want. But. I continued to pray about it, continued to hear God say, this is what's going to happen. And now it hasn't happened, but I know it will. Mm -hmm. And I'm declaring now that it will happen because God doesn't break promises. And everything he speaks is a promise because he's going to keep it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pat Robertson said this. Pat Robertson, used, uh, he said this in uh, The Secret Kingdom or the the book he had written years and years ago he said he realized he asked god hey god you know show me your way show me your you know how you do things and what you've done in the earth and he said he realized at that point when jesus came to the earth that if he made a general statement about something and how the kingdom of god works that that was a principle of the kingdom that wasn't going to be broken that's how it mm -hmm. works yeah and so therefore he knew that that he could operate in that 
And it was just going to work that way because that's already the principle God had established. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's different if Jesus gave a very specific thing to a very specific people about a specific situation, right? Then that's for that specific thing. But if Jesus is speaking generally about the kingdom of God to people, and this is how it works, what, what do we think? What else is there? Like this is this is what he's he's re- literally revealing the kingdom. He's literally revealing to us how God operates. This is how the Father operates. So anything contrary to that, you're, you're, it's not going to work. Like it's not that's not how it's going to operate. Right. And so you know we just we just see these kind of things. And and you know going back to what I was saying, notice in the story with my son and Donald on what has happened. God spoke about what he what was going on then he showed us the scripture the Mm -hmm. word that we were supposed to have for that situation to cause deliverance and healing and then it just was a matter of us you know walking forward in it right so you know and that's that's the that really should be i think what um the believer's walk is going to look like now we had every bit of the trouble, every bit of the "Hey God, this is bad. What's happening?" You know, every bit of that. But we also had every bit of the supernatural in that as well. And so um, it was just, you know, it's, it's very powerful, and we see that in Scripture. Uh, everybody likes to quote. Uh, I've noticed this. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you guys have or haven't, but uh, a lot of people like to quote that scripture that says the right uh the uh, prayer of a righteous man availeth much james five sixteen. yes mm-hmm. i never hear anybody talking about what that means i hear people quoting it mm-hmm. well james gives a he gives an example there of mm-hmm. who the righteous man is that he's thinking about when he's talking about that scripture and do you guys know who he's talking about there? Go before the elders of the church. Anyone who's sick, let him pray. Um, go before the elders of the church. They will anoint him with oil. And the prayers of the righteous man availeth much. I'm, I think I'm missing something in there. but he, he gives a biblical example of Elijah. Oh, Elijah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Elijah goes up. Right. So what, well, what's the situation? Elijah, where he talks about Elijah stopping the rain or causing the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how many of us would go on top of a mountain and say, do not rain. <sighs> right. And then we're like, okay, it's not going to, and then everybody blames you for the drought, right? Like you better go back and tell it to rain again. Right. And so, okay, rain, right? Like, I mean, so, there, you know, what happens? Well, when you go to read that situation, God already told him what to pray. Mm-hmm. Right? God told him, hey, Elijah, go on the mountain and tell it to stop raining. Okay. And he does. And guess what? God's will happens, right? It stops raining, right? I mean, that's easy, right? He's literally just quoting what God just said, right? And then three years later, after everybody's hated the drought and God deals with the people, then God says, okay, hey, Elijah, go on the mountain and tell it to rain. Okay. And so what happens? He goes up and he tells it to rain. 
the righteous uh, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much well mm -hmm. what makes it righteous well god already spoke to him yeah. what to pray you know now that you say that to kind of go along with what chad's saying since that in that passage in james 5 it is talking about if someone needs healing mm -hmm. god's already declared it yes so be righteous and believe it and come forth with it yes. and be healed and what did he say would be healing what, what would happen you would get healed when you did what let him pray confess your sins oh confess your sins yeah yes. yeah right that's right yeah right and so and and so think about that like and is that not what my son had to do he had he had to make it he had to have some sort of decision making process or something that was going on between him and the lord and right and and involve the family right and so wow right and and i think we kind of we forget that but like well you know what happens when you're confessing sins you're coming into agreement with god mm-hmm Right. You're, so apparently, if you have sin in your life, what are you not? Well, you're not in agreement. Right. Right. right? But that confession of sins is putting you in agreement with God. You're getting forgiveness. And then your healing comes. Mm -hmm. Right. That repentance. Oh, Lord, you're right. I'm wrong. Let me just line up with you. <laughs> you, you know, right. So the right, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Well, what is, well, you just hear what God's saying. It is so important. And I think our, in our churches, maybe before we start asking God for things, maybe we should ask God how we should pray for it. Hmm. Let's, let's do that first. Okay, God, how would you like us to pray over this situation? If I'm had like, how many people would God maybe say this to? Like if I'm having financial difficulty, how many would he say, well, mate, you, well, I want you to tithe. I want you to give $20 right here. Hey, give that person over there. You see that person right there? Give them $50 right now. But but no, God, you don't understand. Right? Like we're going to start, you know, talking to God. Like, well, you don't understand. No, God, I need money. <laughs> right, right, right. But we don't understand. Again, that's those kingdom principles. Like, right. It's like what God is going to do. So we might need to pray God. How do I pray in this situation first? Like, what is it you want to do for this? And then yeah, and I think knows us, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that as a church in general, we uh, we don't often expect miracles. We don't often expect God to move. You know, we, we pray these prayers of desperation, but I think a lot of people in the church and believers don't really expect God to do anything. They, they, they're just, we're, we're just so in tune with our physical world and our physical senses and what, you know, what we experience in this physical world, what you can touch and see and smell and hear that, that people don't have an expectation that God's going to do anything for them. And, and that's to your point, Robert. So we don't, you know, if, if you were praying for finances and you felt like God saying, okay, take your last $20 and go give it to that person over there. Most people would be like, mm, you know, and we're, we, we'd all probably be guilty of this a little bit, mm -hmm. but to say, mm, man, I don't know, this is my last $20. 
and I haven't had lunch. And, you know, but we because of why is it? Because of lack of belief, we're, unbelief. We, we don't have an expectation that God is going to take care of us. But yet, but yet, look at these things that we can be encouraged by all these things. So we can be encouraged by your son's story. You know, what happened to your son? You know, Ian has told us stories on here many, many times or a couple of years ago, you know, when, when we did recordings with Ian about all the stories he told about his gas tank being on empty and he drove how many miles on a on a tank with no gas in it and uh, you know going into a restaurant and uh, with no money and god said go into this restaurant and sit down at the table and order a, a dr pepper and a buffet and and it'll be taken care of and and he walked into the restaurant and he he didn't have a dollar on him oh, and yeah. he sat down and ordered a dr pepper and, and he ate the buffet and he's sitting there eating a the buffet food thinking well i'm in trouble <laughs> I don't have any money to pay for this. And then boom, a, a couple walks by and pays for his bill. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, these are just real life stories that people, you know, just, just from our little program here, mm -hmm. but you know, the church just doesn't, you know, the church for people, a lot of people just don't have an expectation that God's going to move. If, if they're very sick and they're very, very ill. Well, the doctor said, or if they're in bad financial situation, you know, well, I'm going to have to lose my house and my car, you know, well, maybe, but you know what, maybe not, you know, we just have to, if it's in the word, if it's in this book, then we need to expect God to move. And it may, he may absolutely not move the way that we think or want, but he will move. It's, you know, God has covenants that he makes, you know, we got to remember this. God has a covenant with the people of Israel. No matter what, you know, they, they they these other people come in and ransack and destroy Israel, but you know what? They get rebuilt again because God has a covenant with them. Yeah. It's not because they're holy. God wants them to be holy, but it's not because they're holy. It's because God has a covenant with them and he won't break it. Well, God has a covenant with us and he's not going to ever break it. Yeah. We just got to remember and believe it. Yeah. And remember, we're grafted into the tree like we... We are part of the fulfillment of the Abrahamic blessing. Yep. Right. We're we're part of that fulfillment, and uh, whether you like it or not, really, <laughs> this is what's where it is. And uh, and so you know, we just got to remember those things, like where we're at. Now, I can tell you, I've been guilty of having moments. I I think in my life, I have been like Peter. Yeah, I've had great moments of faith, and I've had terrible moments of faith. I've had moments where, man, I'm walking on water. And I've had moments where I'm drinking water. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just drowning. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, you know, it just unbelievable. But, you know, it's like, as you're following the Lord, you're going to have those moments. You're going to have moments. But you only see the miracles when you need a miracle. Like, there's no point in me coming up and praying for your healing when you're healthy right right like that's that doesn't make any sense and and it's like you know and i think we've got to realize that like so so there's some thoughts here on on you know what god wants to do in this uh i can tell you there was a time when i was in college and man i was i was going through my master's degree and 
we we were poor. We we're very very poor, and I I was like, man, this is bad. And uh, I can tell you some other miracles that God had done through that process. But you would look at that going, I'm not sure that was a miracle, but it kept us going. Like God used something to keep us going. But I remember I I we were we were going to be evicted out of our apartment because we were $600 short of the rent. I mean, there was just nothing we were going to be able to do. Like I, I could not get a job because I was in school and they would not hire the college student that I was because they wanted something like they couldn't work out my schedules ever. And it was very, very frustrating. I had a very frustrating time and I'm just like, God, I'm not even sure what to do. And so I was just like, I'm just going to go what I feel you've called me here to do. I'm going to go to class. And I have no idea how we're going to pay for this thing. Right. And so I went to class and, and we prayed. And while we were in class, we used to pray every day. And while we were there, somebody spoke to uh, a, one of the, one of the other students in the class. I didn't say anything. I'm just in there praying. I didn't even give this as a request. And one of the other students stood up and said, I just feel like the Lord is telling us we need to take up an offering right now for Robert and his family. Wow. And, and she said, now everybody empty your pockets and put the money on the table up here. We're going to give that to him. And sure enough, everybody's, and you know, I'm thinking, well, these are poor college kids like me. Like there's, you know, we're all in the same boat here. Yeah. <laughs> And sure enough, they had gathered it all together and they gave it to me with $600. Whoa. And I was like, this is, this is unbelievable. Like, this is crazy. We just, the Lord works in these ways. Um, I would love to tell you that, man, that moment solidified every faith moment after that in my life. <laughs> and that, that was like, like, I never doubted the Lord again. Right. And for our and for our viewers' purposes, that's what they need to know. I never doubted the Lord again. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've had moments of great things, and then moments of just like, man, like just was not good. And you know, it's just, but the Lord does these things. But we've got to be aware that He does these things, right? But it's going to be in His time, His way. Right. And and that's the hard part. The hard part is that submission to his will. That he's gonna do it, but he gets to do it when he wants. It's like he made the promise, but he fulfills the promise on his time. Right? I mean, look how long mm. it took the Messiah to come and look how long we're waiting even now. Yeah. We know Jesus is coming. Oh yeah. And and he even said it was soon. But he said it was soon, like 2,000 years ago. Yep. I, I used to have students that used to ask me, and they're like, hey, Mr. Johnson, when are you going to grade that test? And I was like, I'm trying to be like the Lord. I will grade it soon. Yeah. <laughs> you will have your grade soon. <laughs> Funny. Well, guys, we need to uh, wrap this up. We've been going for a while here. But um, I'm glad to hear your son's doing well, and praise God for for how it happened that i hope if you take nothing else from this night take that um lesson that robert gave about his son that just you know listen and obey and 
God, God, is, God is no respecter of persons. What he'll do yeah. for one person, he'll do for you. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, just remember next week we will be live and we'll have more details about that coming up in the following week here. Uh, but we will be live November 9th to take your questions. Um, so come at us. I think it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. And we'll see how it goes. It might crash and burn or it might be a wonderful thing. Might be something new that we do. I don't know. But well, truth we'll fears no questions. What's that? Truth fears no questions. Truth fears no questions. That's right. That's right. And thankfully, we have two smart Bible scholars here. Yes, Chad and Robert. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, we, we've got one God who gives us all the information and knowledge we need. That's right. That's yeah. all we need. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll see you again live next week. All right. Good night. Good week. Thank you.